Welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Welcome back to our Park Talk Podcast studios for another episode of the 2020 State of the Park District Address. I'm your host, Samira Luthman. Continuing with our theme of partnerships and progress, I'm pleased to welcome back Ray McGurry, Executive Director. Hi, and Brad Wilson, Director of Recreation and Facilities. I'm also happy to have Andrea Coates, who's our Superintendent of Recreation, joining our conversation. Thank you all for being here for this important discussion. In this episode, we're going to delve into some of the challenges the Park District is facing as an organization that continues to grow and change as community recreation needs change over time. It's important to note that there's no growth without challenges, and it's a positive thing that we're still evolving as an organization, even in our 54th year. The first challenge I would like to address is related to the positive growth that we've seen, especially in recent years. In summer of 2016, we opened the Fort Hill Activity Center, which was the district's first large-scale indoor recreation space. The challenge with that space comes into play essentially three years after it opened, and we find that many of the programs held in that facility have wait lists. It's great to see that Fort Hill is so successful, and some would probably say ours is a good problem to have, but I also know it's a source of frustration for us. I'm going to start with you, Brad. Can you talk a little bit more about the challenges with the wait lists, where we've seen significant wait lists, and how they impact the Park District's ability to carry out its mission? Sure. Well, as you mentioned, bringing on the Fort Hill Activity Center um, offered us the the opportunity to provide the community with a a number of uh, new recreation opportunities, in in addition to expanding on historic opportunities that we've provided for, for years. And the large spaces that we have there with our gymnasiums, our gymnastics area, uh, have really become popular with the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, programs within our gymnastics, uh, we've seen wait lists of over 600 uh, during the course of a year. Youth basketball, we have wait lists of over 100 participants uh, within those programs on an annual basis. Uh, we see with our open gyms that we reach capacity uh, fairly often and need to, uh, to close those open gyms, as well as our group exercise program. So it's been challenging to be able to provide every Everyone who wants to to participate in those programs with that opportunity and certainly limits us on our ability to provide our mission to to everyone who is uh, looking for those experiences. Sure, that makes sense. So then what is the district's plan to address the issues related to indoor space and then the program wait lists? Yeah. With wait lists each year, we we work to add programs where we can, Mm -hmm. add instructors to be able to expand classes. Uh, We work with our partners, such as the school districts, to be able to uh, utilize additional space there to to assist with some of those programs. Um, And that certainly helps in some areas. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to uh, not having enough of the larger uh, indoor recreation space that the community is looking for through the park district. Uh, One of the major goals for the district this year is to develop a plan to address the the future uh, indoor space needs of the community. And one of the first things that we will be doing to to create that plan is the uh, uh, a community survey and market analysis of the community to really understand what those priorities are and where the, the service gaps are. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So, Ray, I know that the district typically conducts community surveys every few years. I know this one's going to be a little bit different, especially with the market analysis. How is this one going to differ? Um, so, yeah, we, we, we always like to test ourselves against, you know, um, other organizations and certainly make sure that the community um, is, is, is getting, you know, um, their money's worth from us. And um, by and large, I mean, we've always rated very high in mm-hmm. the community. And so uh, this survey, while we may have a question or two on that, is really going to be more directed toward 
um, to Brad's point, and he did an excellent job of explaining it, um, the fact that our growth is a great thing, but um, we as a, as, a, as a park district know or we think we know what we need to do, um, but what we think we know that we need to do and what the, the community who pays our salaries and pays for all these things, they may see this differently. Mm-hmm. And so what are the priorities? And so you know, we'll do a market analysis. Um, we have somebody coming in that's a professional that can do that for us. Um, and then couple that with a, a survey and really start to drill down into the areas of, um, okay, so how popular is indoor swimming? Because we've known for years, we've heard about this. We've right. tried every which way, did a referendum in the early 90s. Uh, the Park District tried in, 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 in mid-2000s to build a facility at Frontier. Um, those, uh, those got shut down for a number of different reasons. Um, and so now, you know, is it, is it still... People want eight lanes to swim in. Mm-hmm. I, I my gut tells me no. My gut tells me that uh, we we get a lot of feedback, and Brad and his staff get a ton of feedback, and, and Andrea as well um, about um, you know a, a warming pool, um, mm-hmm. water aerobics, um, indoor splash pads for kids, things of that nature. Um, and so this one we're really focusing on those things that come out of the market analysis based, and also our feedback is to. We know we need more uh, hard floor spaces, Brad talked about. Uh, we know that our gymnastics lists and our, our um, basketball and all those weight-listed uh, programs, we need those areas. Um, sure. But what – and here's the, the bottom line is we know what we need or what we want to provide to the community. At the end of the day, the community is really going to dictate that mm-hmm. uh, as to whether or not that's going to happen. And if that doesn't happen, we understand it, um, then we'll have to make some decisions on, on how we – address you know these wait lists and 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 you know i won't get into that now because there's really not a plan in place but it's not something that we have not thought about i mean this organization is always ahead of the of the game on that so um we'll if we need to make that decision um we will so it's just going to be a matter of seeking community feedback and then evaluating what comes back and taking it from there Correct. And, and, and what's different here, and I know we've got several questions. I'll make this short. People say, well, why can't you just do what you did at Fort Hill? Just go build another mm-hmm. one. Right. And in Fort Hill, um, we had several, you know, everybody talks about the private-public uh, partnership, and, 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 and that sounds great, and it is great. Unfortunately, we've tried it now four times, three times with one entity, one time right. with another. And so as we were going through that process and it looked really good, we took on some debt. Mm-hmm. And so Fort Hill was funded completely through the debt service that we we've taken on, um, and 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 we're very fortunate to be able to build that for twenty four point two million dollars. That same facility today, exact same facility. If we were to break ground today, is is in, is is north of thirty million. Just it's just inflation, right? And so you know we have to make a decision and, and prioritize. And at the end of the day, as you just said, the community will dictate you know which direction we go in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another challenge that the district is facing is the funding of the fee assistance program. <clears throat> Brad, can you explain what that program is, how it's funded, and why it's important to the community? Sure. Uh, the Park District offers a fee assistance program to individuals and families who are experiencing financial hardship. Uh, so if you're unable to, to pay for a program or to attend a facility within the district, uh, you have the ability to submit an application and then actually receive funds uh, uh, credits that can be used each season to register for a program or to, to utilize those facilities. Um, since 2008, we've seen significant growth, uh, mm-hmm. over 450% uh, growth in the, the uh, funds that are awarded within that program. 
Uh, we have over 200 applications that were received and approved uh, in 2019. So there's certainly there's a, a need within the community for for those types of programs. Um, with that, uh, you know, we've seen that uh, increase in the budget that needs to be allocated towards right. uh, that program. Um, and that's something that is funded uh, through the district, but it's also funded in part through donations that we receive, mm -hmm. uh, donations that we receive from uh, individual residents within the community who are able to do so on our website uh, through uh, working with groups like the Naperville Parks Foundation who have submitted and, and provided funds for the program in the past. So, um, you know, it's extremely important that we're able to provide that to the community for those individuals who have that need so that they're able to experience all of the same recreation benefits uh, and the, the benefits that our programs and facilities provide mm -hmm. um, through registering for those those activities. Yeah, it's a, a great program, and we've definitely it seen is. a lot of growth in that. So, Ray, I'm interested in how will the district continue to fund the fee assistance program? We've seen it continue to escalate over the last several years. I'm going to assume that that's only going to continue how will the park district be able to keep up with that and continue to fund it? Well, I think, you know, Brad laid that out pretty well. Um, certainly, I, I think what, what people um, hope would understand is, and I know in, in a previous podcast, I talked a little bit about the two funding sources. Mm -hmm, right. And that and that's what we have. We, we are, you know, property taxes and program fees. And that's how we provide what we provide. Um, and I think you're correct, and I think all, everybody sitting on this podcast today would say the same thing, is that this is only going to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people say, well, this is a great economy. How can, can that be? And yet, you know, talk to District 203, talk to District 204, and the number of children that are, are you know, going to school to be fed, mm -hmm. um, and you're saying that can't be possible here in Naperville. Yeah, Naperville's an affluent community, but we still have needs. Right, absolutely. Um, and we still want people to, to partake. So I would say, you know, certainly uh, we, 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 we at the last minute, and it was a great job by your, you and your staff, uh, got us involved in Giving Tuesday. Mm -hmm. You'll probably see us again doing that. Um, but just, just people understanding that, you know, uh, you can give at any time to the Naperville Park District. That's, that's, just, that's, a, that's an easy thing to do. Um, we've got some other plans that we're talking about um, um, but I, I think it's important to understand that, 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 you know, there are people in this community um, who, if for not for this program, wouldn't be able to, to, to participate um, in, 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 you know, going to Centennial Beach or, or trying a different program like that. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's vital that we continue this. Definitely. And I would say to our listeners who are interested in learning more about the fee assistance program or would like to contribute toward it, please go to NaperviллeParks.org slash fee assistance program. The final challenge I would like to explore is that of sportsmanship at the Park District. It's important to note that this isn't just a Naperville Park District concern. Rather, it's one that we share with many other sports-oriented organizations across the country, and perhaps across the world. We've taken a proactive stance to address sportsmanship at the district. And Andrea, I'm going to throw this question to you. Why is sportsmanship something that's bubbled to the surface at the Park District? Uh, well, I first first of all, I think a uh, big thing is society in itself. Um, we're in a, in a society that uh, has kind of lost respect for each other, and I think we need to get back to treating each other better. Mm -hmm. um, but here in Naperville, I think one of the big things is we live in a, a very competitive community, um, and it's not sportsmanship to me is not just about winning or losing. And I think we've lost a little bit of that focus that we need to get back to. Um, recreation here is supposed to be fun, learning, positive environment, and I think we need to get back to that. Um, 
I also want to define sportsmanship. It's not just about the players on the field. It's about the fans. It's about the parents. It's about the coaches and the officials. It's everybody. And I think sportsmanship for all of us it depends on all of us, and we all have to work together to get us back into a very positive environment. So what does that sportsmanship program look like for the Park District, and how are we rolling it out this year? Okay, I think for us, uh, sportsmanship, our, our big thing is we want to make awareness and draw attention to it. Mm-hmm. So any way that we can through banners, through social media, through uh, you know printed materials, uh, this podcast, anytime we can get out in front of people just to make them stop and think about it um, so that as they're getting ready to get into a conflict on a field or something, they go, okay, wait a minute, let's take a step back mm-hmm. and how can we resolve this in a different way? Um, I think we owe this to our kids, to the youth of this community to show them and set good examples for them. Um, We started out by rolling this out just last night. We did a uh, board resolution um, that they passed a resolution uh, regarding National Sportsmanship Day that is every Tuesday, um, or not every Tuesday, Tuesday, the first Tuesday of of March every year. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can tell just by that that it's not just us, it's a national. We all need to jump aboard and teach our youth um, the best way to treat each other. Definitely. It's about that next generation yes. and setting the expectations. Yes, Definitely. Ray, in our introduction to the 2020 State of the Park District podcast with President Janner, you'd mentioned the sportsmanship <clears throat> program rollout as something that you were focused on and you know interested in pursuing this year and looking forward to. What do you hope the outcomes of the sportsmanship program will be for the district? Um, I, I think, you know, if, we, we, if you just want to look for me, quantitative you know standpoint um the number of complaints get reduced um uh, brad and andrea um, and their staff deal with you know lots of emails and phone calls from anything from the referees made a bad call to uh, this coach said this to that i I think we've lost uh, our sense and andrea really hit hit this uh, head on Uh, a sense of there's no i guess decorum anymore Mm-hmm. I mean, you you may be angry at a call. I mean, it's like if you make a mistake, I'm going to call you out and I'm going to make you pay for that mistake as opposed to it's a mistake, okay? If a, if the, if a ref made a bad call or umpire made a bad call or, you know, uh, you know, certainly if a coach is acting up, you know, I coached for many, many years, many years for this park district and as well mm-hmm. as different football programs, basketball, uh, and you'd always occasionally get, you know, and I'm going to say jackass in the crowd that would, would start shooting his mouth off because um, it's normally was his, not her. Um, and, and literally it was just, you know, the, to, the look, you know, that I would stand up, look at that person and, and, and you know, say, really? Um, and normally that would take care of things. Mm-hmm. But today everybody's got a right. We've all got a right. And, and, and I'm all about rights. But I've got a right to say what I want to say because, damn it, I paid for that program and that's my kid. You know, and you want to say, listen, with all due respect, your kid's not going to the NFL or your kid's not going to go. You know, it's a great dream, and I don't want to diminish those dreams, but we've just kind of lost a sense of reality, and, and Andrea's right. And we live in a very competitive community, but when I talk to my peers, the community, other communities are, are, are feeling the same thing. Right. Um, and so I think we just got to get back to, you know, and if it's going to be, you can't legislate common sense. Now, we're going to try to. Mm-hmm. You know, and try to remind people why you're here and what this is all about. Uh, we're still going to get complaints, but hopefully those are going to diminish. And right. there'll be some accountability. Sure, exactly. 
So I have one final question, and this sort of leads into you know where we're going in 2020 and some of the fun things that we're doing, because we've got a lot of exciting changes coming up. We talked in an earlier podcast about a couple of the new facilities at 95th Street, the Community Plaza, and then Wolf's Crossing. But we also have an exciting event that's coming up. And Andrea, I'm going to pass this question to you. Um, it's really, it's always exciting when we introduce a new event. Um, and I know I, I mentioned this because one's coming later this year. So can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Uh, a very positive one. And uh, this is our, uh, we're going to have a pet event that's going to come in the end of September. Mm-hmm. Pause in the park. Um, for the fun part about this is pets, you know, they don't talk back and they're good sportsmen all the time. So uh, we should be good <laughs> so there. There's the connection. <laughs> yeah, there's the connection. Uh, but pause in the park, uh, it's not just meant for the the pets to have fun, but it's a family event. It's meant to bring your family out and have fun with your pet. Uh, we'll have entertainment. We hope to have, you know, different uh, pet events, maybe a dog agility course or frisbee dog, that type of thing. We'll have vendors, uh, food, entertainment. So it should be a good time. But that's uh, at the end of September. So look for more information coming soon. Great. Way to end it on a lighter note, right? So we've really covered a lot of ground in this episode, and I enjoyed talking about some of the challenges that we face as a district, because like I said, there's no growth without challenges. So I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank you, Ray, Brad, and Andrea for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank Thank you. Thank you for listening. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide park and recreation experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District.